0: Hey guys, welcome back to episode 2. I'm Allie and I identify as asexual. Today we're going to be talking about our personal experiences of growing up asexual. I'm joined by Dana and Kitty. Hey! Alright, you
1: people introduce yourselves.
2: Hey, I'm Dana. I totally exist. She's the podcast ghost.
1: Yeah! Yes. I'm around. Yes. I am Kitty. I am the local neighborhood-friendly space ace and cat mom. <laughs> Alright, so I think we should give the audience
0: a little bit of more of about us, because we're all very different. Very different ages. Quite different classics. Oh, yes. I'm still in high school, so I'm quite young. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> yes.
1: I just turned 34 on the last day of August. I'm the old lady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm 19... Just out of
1: university because
0: I only did university for a year. Hmm. Kitty, are you a Gen X or are you a millennial?
1: I am. I believe I'm Gen X. I was born in 1986, so I came
0: up in the 90s. And Dana and I are both Gen Z. All right then. Like I said, I'm in high school, and I first heard of the word asexual when I was 11, which few years ago now. And I think I mentioned this in the first episode as well, where I just. It was mentioned offhandedly and I didn't bother to research it, just didn't at the time for some reason. But I think I've always been ace, even without a word, to describe it. Because in school, when I just do have to go to school in person, people would just make the same jokes over and over and over and over again. It-, it drove me nuts because repetition to that extent just became super boring, but somehow they found it funny and I just, I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's that's the biggest thing
1: I still remember being. Just, Ugh. With with some things, repetition is fine. Like I've probably heard the same stories about when my mom was a teenager and was breaking and training her horses, and funny shit would happen. I've probably heard those ten billion times growing up, mm-hmm. and I don't mind mm-hmm. rehearing them. With jokes, though? Yeah. See, I grew up in a
2: family where you retell jokes forever. You retell funny stories that are kind of embarrassing forever. And so it's. Mm -hmm. I kind of have a weird perception of, yeah, of course you'll hear the same joke 20 times. That's just how life is. Yeah, but it's the same joke by everyone
0: Mm. all the time. Forever. Yeah,
1: kind of like the. This is true. I don't know if you guys were active on the internet when this occurred, like the fucking Chuck Norris jokes. Oh, there yeah, was a span of like time, of especially yep. since I'm a video gamer. And at the time that the Chuck Norris craze was at its height, I was specifically playing World of Warcraft with some friends. And legitimately, anywhere you went in the game, General chat was just Chuck Norris joke after Chuck Norris joke after Chuck Norris joke, unless he went to the Baron's chat, and then it was edgy twelve-year-olds making horrifying remarks. They used to sell T-shirts that said, "I survived Baron's chat because of how absolutely horrific and ridiculous that one zone." of the game was
0: oh no yeah but like even with the chuck norris stuff that gets old after a little bit
2: i only saw the remnants of chuck norris but i saw like a year ago in a teacher up on a teacher's wall a chuck norris joke about how chuck norris doesn't need to follow grammar rules but you do last
0: year yeah
1: because i guarantee you during that whole gigantic like almost worldwide craze about making freaking chuck norris jokes i guarantee you she probably had at least 30 different students Mm -hmm. make a ridiculous joke about chuck norris not having to follow grammar rules that grammar rules have to follow chuck norris
2: yeah probably and
1: finally just got to the point where she was like just point at the sign when they say dumb crap like that and they're just like (laughs) but
2: it was that "That might be true towards the hallways but yeah it was still like what why is this here now? Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I can imagine when especially when it comes to like sex jokes that I I have one of those it doesn't get repeated ridiculously often around my house. It's more when someone new shows up and they haven't. Yeah. I'm not going to tell it on this podcast though because it's um <laughs>
2: no.
1: It's incredibly um it is funny but it's also like very inappropriate.
2: See, I avoided that, uh, the being around sex jokes a lot, by A, having no friends, and when I got friends, I got friends that wouldn't
1: talk about sex and things. Technically, this joke is about a, a marital aid, which is a fancy term yeah, for yeah. dildo. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, if you want, I'll tell it to you later, but I don't think it's appropriate <laughs> okay, to okay. include in the podcast. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. We'll wait till later. Yeah. Shall Ali keep yeah, yeah, telling yeah, yeah. her
0: story? Okay. So, like, Dana, you said that you didn't surround yourself with people who talked about this stuff. But my issue was that I, my group of friends have been, I've known these people for since, some of them since elementary school.
2: Yeah. See, that's the advantage of having new, really no friends have till choice. middle school. It was a very sad child. So
0: it just ended up, I'm stuck with this group mm-hmm. that are, yeah. for some reason, they're just hypersexual or whatever. yeah. yeah. So it it just becomes kind of awkward. I zone out whenever they start talking about this stuff, or I try to veer the conversation back to what it's supposed to be, because they make those remarks when we're trying to discuss something serious for like a club or whatever as well. It drives me nuts. Yeah. But also, I think if you ask any of my school friends, they would just call me a nerd, (laughs) smart, whatever. So I guess it kind of works out because I suppose I fit the stereotype in that sense. I very much fit the stereotype of just a school and absolutely nothing else. I came across the word asexual again about three months ago on Reddit. Yeah. Of all places. <laughs> Reddit's good for stuff like that. Yeah, like, people bag on about Reddit, but if you avoid the bad places, then there's some yeah. really good content out there. Like r slash exclusion Found r slash asexuality, I asked a few questions, read a few posts, and then, oh! This is, this is me, and wow, that was such a lightbulb moment. I was very happy about that. I didn't have the struggle of debating back and forth as much as I've heard some other people have. It was very easy for me to just here. This is this is my label now, and I came out to a yeah. Close about a few hours later because I was just <laughs> that comfortable, and I'm still that comfortable yeah. today. So I'm very lucky.
1: I I was pretty lucky in that regard too. That like when I did stumble across the definition, I was just like, oh well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I had that last I came across it and I went, yeah, that's me. And then I felt too uncomfortable to tell anyone for like a year.
0: Oh. Oh,
2: that was fun.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not comfortable enough to tell most of my friends at this point either. It takes time. Kind of still gauging where like I know one of my friends is really supportive of LGBTQ and she's a pretty big advocate but I've also never heard her mention asexuality Mm -hmm. like explicitly ever so at the same time it's like I don't really want to bring it up because this might be a little bit weird I think all my friends just expect me to be default straight Mm. perfectly normal yeah and I'm very much straight passing since I'm heteroromantic, mm, Yeah. so like it's safe to be in the closet. It's not bad to be in the closet if it's unsafe to come out. Mm-hmm. Very true. So I'm fine with being very in the closet true. for the time being. Even
2: that, I think people yeah, shouldn't be pushed to count It should only even if they are safe oh, and yeah. they're not comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be pushed. Yeah, no. So
0: don't. Yeah, don't ever. Out
1: someone oh. the worst thing ever and don't 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 pressure people to come out until they're ready because yeah. even mm-hmm, if it's perfectly safe even if it's perfectly safe for them to come out and they just don't yeah. feel comfortable doing it yet yeah, yeah. That's a valid reason not to come out. Pressuring someone into doing something that for whatever reason they do not feel prepared to do is Mm -hmm. traumatic in its own right. Even if they follow your advice and come out and everything goes perfectly smoothly for them, all Mm -hmm. that anxiety and worry and I'm not personally ready to do this will have a negative impact on them. Just let them do things in their own damn time. Yeah. Yeah. Although,
0: I think some people do need that kind of, I want to, but I'm not really ready, and if you give them a push, then sometimes it does work out pretty well. There's a, a
1: difference... There, yeah, there's there's a difference between supportively encouraging them. I think it'll go fine, and, yeah. you know, I've got your back, and whatnot, and just, like, badgering them, and pressuring them, and you should do it, you should do it, you should do it, until they just <laughs> cave. Awful. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I guess, as being ace
0: we're not really wired to think of sex 24-7 I really don't think Absolutely Alice thinks sex not. 24-7 But they definitely seem to be more inclined than we do. And (laughs) my friends make so many innuendos all the time. Sometimes they're more vague, sometimes they're less vague. It kills me.
1: Part of that is also being... Your brain doesn't fully finish developing... Like, people think puberty ends like once you're out of your teens. Strictly speaking, it doesn't fully wrap up and complete itself until you're like 25 Mm -hmm. that's when your brain finally finishes developing and is kind of set in its way so being that you're still in high school Mm -hmm. you're all still very very hormonal shifting in development type so it doesn't surprise me that your friend group seems just obsessed with it because they're they're Mm -hmm. all still in that place where those are the hormones that they're brains and their bodies are constantly flooding them with. I have definitely (laughs) noticed that teenagers seem to be more focused on, because one, they don't really know much about it, or they shouldn't. Well, I mean, I think that
0: people know plenty this day and age, even if they're too young to know. Mm.
1: But they're not, they're not in a place where even if they've been partaking of sexual activity, they still don't really have the wherewithal to properly comprehend it and like unpack everything mm. that goes into it. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I've taken psychology <laughs> courses in college and I find the subject fascinating, but I am by no means a psychologist or a doctor. So these are just yeah. my personal. <laughs> it, it, it. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Yeah, that kind of eh.
2: sums it up. Ow, I just stabbed this myself is... in the eye
1: don't do that you need those <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so back to what i was saying like, yes they talk about it a lot so i've kind of wired forced wired my brain to just kind of think one step ahead so yeah i, I guess i better at catching the jokes now i really hate the fact that i have to actively try to think ahead yeah, yeah. yeah it's exhausting in a sense i mean potentially i don't make a fool out of myself
1: potentially i mean That's even if you don't feel comfortable coming out to them you could maybe just be like hey could you guys like tone it down a little bit just because it makes me very uncomfortable or are you worth like it it's like five against
0: one so i feel like I'm well, stuff, I mean, you know, i'm very non-confrontational
1: yeah, I'm oh, so, say am that.
0: I. So, so am I. So am I. I am also. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it might—it might not hurt to just bring it up. Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, if they, I'll consider it. If it gets really bad, then if they're good friends and they you know actually care about you know yeah. the people around them also being comfortable and happy they, mm-hmm. they sh- they'll at least consider it hopefully hopefully y- my friend also, group but teenagers and hormones
2: didn't swear throughout high school because my one friend didn't like it all of us swear a lot but we didn't swear in front of her oh really yeah it's just
0: yeah it's good people yeah, very that's... good people.
2: Even if everyone yeah. else is good with it, you gotta be- make sure everyone's comfortable.
0: Yeah, right. That's that's true. I don't I don't like asking people for favors. <laughs> I I'm I like doing things just on my own, not with all other people. Oh, I don't totally get that.
1: <laughs> oh, I eh. I absolutely understand that. But I'm very much the person. You come up to me and you go, Hey, how you doing? I could be literally dying, and I will tell you, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> My son is clawing yeah. at the door. <laughs> fur child. <Toy> babies. <laughs> fur child, stop it. I love fur children. What are you doing? I love
0: yes. him too. He's
1: adorable. but
2: he's
0: a freaking yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's all good. I know that a lot of aces have, before they find this label, they feel very broken. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's something I can necessarily relate to in full. Because I... I never thought I was broken, because I thought everyone else was also ace. <laughs> yeah,
2: way. I just thought everyone else was joking. <laughs> I always
0: perceived myself as normal. Yeah, that's the thing, it's just also one big elaborate scheme, which is honestly highly improbable, but at the time, I just kind of thought everyone else was really weird, and yeah. I didn't understand why society was obsessed with sex, because they're obsessed with it, yet they refuse to talk about it directly. And it's kind of taboo, but at the same time, apparently everyone wants it, and they gloat about it, and it's just, like, it's very contradictory, and it confuses me. Yay, religion! Yeah, that's also part of it, although I'm atheist, so Mm -hmm. I know nothing about religion either.
2: Yeah, a lot of that stuff comes from religion.
0: Yep. Does it? We're planning to do an episode about religion, and I am looking forward to that, because I learn
1: things. We're
2: probably gonna have to do several episodes different religions because different religions Uh, are very different and have different effects
1: yeah Uh, yeah i'm looking forward to that mini series
0: that we're gonna have you know the religion i
1: subscribe to Um... and the way i was raised by my mother is Mm -hmm. very live and let live
0: (laughs) Ah, yeah who's next
1: okay so (laughs) i never really
2: thought about like i can't elementary and middle school are combined to me so i can't tell you i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. say middle school it could have been elementary school it's it's all in the same (laughs) building it's the same thing but yeah Uh... i didn't have like good friends ever because this way my school worked was kids would come for a single year and then leave and so i never like i talked to people and i occasionally got invited to parties and things but i didn't have like a solid group of friends yeah and so Mm. i occasionally it would be like oh who's your crush dana and like if we were at a birthday party and we're playing truth or dare and i was always like like, i don't have one and they didn't believe me so i just kind of thought about it for a while and everyone had crushes on this one guy and he was very nice and i wanted to be his friend so I was like, oh, that's what a crush is. It's not, okay. <laughs> and so I started saying I have a crush Child on him. logic. Yeah, and then the other girls started joking about how they wanted to kiss him, and I went, what? And just assumed they were joking, because that's how my brain worked. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just, them joking. Why would you want to kiss someone? Right. Fun fun detail about myself. I did not realize that it wasn't a normal Christian thing to not kiss till marriage till I was 13 because I never thought about it. <laughs> One of my cousins told me that when I kissed a boy when I was three and I just went okay, that makes sense. That would be why they kissed during the wedding. Alright. Yep. This makes sense to me. And then when I was in grade eight, a group came in to talk about intentional dating bullshit. And they were like, "Yeah, we don't kiss till marriage." Intentional. What the fuck is intentional dating? They only go on group dates. They only they never kiss. They never spend time alone together. But,
0: But you you would do those things with a friend though. You'd spend time just the two of you. If you're uh-huh. friends.
2: Uh-huh. I don't gonna... get it. It's to make sure you don't got to do the sex. So you're also not allowed to kiss. Okay. I didn't whatever. But yeah, that's no. what so I So
1: basically super virgin dating.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And cool, so that's what my brain went. Oh yeah, that makes sense that that's not a normal thing. I have seen people kiss. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. So I was thirteen before I realized <laughs> that. But at, mm-hmm. when I was 15, and of grade 9, I still hadn't really thought mm-hmm. about all this stuff. And then I was chatting with a friend and they told me they were Demi and explained that what that was. And I went, oh, I think I might be that too. And so we went home and started Googling and quickly realized, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm ace. Yeah. I'm definitely just asexual. <laughs> and then I spent, as I said earlier, about a year just Being like, yes, I'm ace, but not being comfortable in my identity. Just being like, am I faking it? Am I, is this actually what I'm feeling? Am I just a late bloomer? And not telling anyone. And about a year goes by, and at that point, I kind of started telling my close friends, and just telling people, and made some LGBT friends, and that was nice. And at when I was 17, I guess, I was just watching a movie with my brother, mm-hmm. and I was really fucking bored. It wasn't a good movie. And so I went, huh, I wonder if there's any Ace Discord servers. So I looked it up and came across CAD, the Chill a- Sexual Discord. It's now gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'm still in it, but all the servers, you're not allowed to text in them. And so... Oh. It's it's become... All the people from there went to the Ace Cafe. That's what a, the Ace Cafe... It came from okay. CAD. Uh-huh. And so I went there and I started talking with people and I started making friends and I spent like a month just constantly in the call because there, there was a couple of us that at that point were just constantly talking to each other and I made good friends with them oh. and I started becoming involved in the asexual culture and of course eventually i kind Mm -hmm. of faded out with that i go on less i talk to them like once every month but it's Mm -hmm. for a while i was there constantly i made a lot of friends i've met up with some of them in real life like oh wow yeah i I made some good friends and it was nice and i started feeling more comfortable with my identity and yeah Yeah. the community is wonderful i love them
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, visibility is so important.
2: Yeah, when you start yeah. talking so, so about important. it, then.
0: Yeah, it makes you feel a lot better, it makes it feel a lot more real.
2: Something I've also found with that group chat is literally every person that talks on there has at some point come on going, I'm really upset about this, no one understands how I'm feeling like literally everyone and we just talk about it and it's really nice and everyone has these same Mm -hmm. experiences of but like I don't want to be ace or I don't feel like I'm actually ace or yada 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 Yeah,
0: I never had the I don't want to be ace thing I think I'm very happy with being ace
2: oh generally I am but I've had little times where it's like I don't want to be different than society because i
1: I want to fit in. Oh yeah, that's the thing. I I, I definitely I definitely have not had the I don't want to be a thing, but then again, I also have a wildly different experience. Oh
2: yeah, but mm-hmm. everyone has struggles with it. Like mm-hmm. even if they're not like it's just your brain being an asshole, but
1: <laughs> I guess maybe it's with everything else that goes on in my life in terms of like my physical health and whatnot, that's Mm -hmm. such a low thing on the totem pole that my brain just ignores it 90% of the time. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm also, at this point, I'm good most of the time. I've been ace, I am ace, I know I'm ace. I'm definitely not faking it. This is like, yeah, my crushes are not, that's not what an actual crush is like, it doesn't.
0: Although the crushes thing, you're aero that's yeah. an aero not an ace thing cause that's, I'm ace and I do get crushes
2: yes but they're still so, it's, it, it's still I have this it's like that is just it's a platonic crush Dana you're not you're still ace arrow Squishes. it's a platonic crush like you want Squishes. you really want to be friends with them and I see that yeah that does not mean you're not ace. Mm-hmm. What
1: are you talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright,
0: then let's move on to kitty.
1: Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> this gonna be fun. This might take a while because
2: Yeah, I kinda see that in the document.
1: There's thirty four yeah. years worth of stuff here. Mm-hmm. I pretty much from the time like puberty kicked in and hormones started kicking off and all my the very few friends that I had went you know boy and or girl crazy whichever it was I was always just kind of the one sitting off to the side being like okay (laughs) you say so I was able to objectively look at like the people they were banging on about and being like yeah okay they're attractive I don't see why you need to obsess over them the way you are and can you please stop talking about wanting to like eat their face with your own. I could live without (laughs) hearing about how you want to make out with them. I spent pretty much my teens and the majority of my 20s, pretty much all of them, assuming that my complete disinterest Mm -hmm. in romance and sex was another side effect of my brain not being wired right because i also fall on the autistic spectrum Mm. so i just kind of was like "Eh, eh." it's another way that my brain doesn't function quote unquote normally although really what even is normal (laughs) people bang on about something being normal and it's like well how do you define what normal is when every single person is completely individual has a completely individual experience in life no two people on the planet have brains that work the exact same way. So to me normal is completely overused and it's kind of a nothing word in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm I'm getting up I was never (laughs) i've never been sex repulsed or vehemently against dating and relationships Mm -hmm. it just i'm completely disinterested so for most of my teenage years it was like you know people are actively trying to find a partner and whatnot and i was kind of the one being like yeah if it happens it happens i don't really care i never myself asked a person out. Mm-hmm. Every single relationship I have been with in in the past, that person came to me and was like, hey, do you want to date me? Do you want to be my girlfriend? Do you want to be whatever? And generally these were people that I had had like a long-term friendship with. I knew them very well. I cared about them as a human being. And when they would ask me, I'd be like, uh, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Because when I was growing up, you know, you had heterosexual and homosexual, and those were the two. And there was kind of a gray area in the middle that was bisexual where they didn't really care. They liked either or. Regardless of where you fell, you were expected to find a partner, get married, do the thing. Mm -hmm. So when people that I cared about would come to me and be like, Hey, do you want to date me? I'd be like, no, not really, but... Sure, I I was always perfectly happy to just remain friends with them, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the world expects you to find a person and do the thing, so I was like, okay, well, sure, let's give it a go. (laughs) I'd basically been conditioned (laughs) by the world to believe that's what I should be doing. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you shouldn't. No, you
0: really shouldn't. (laughs) Dating shouldn't be a thing you have to opt out of. It should be something you opt in and most people do opt in yeah but if you refuse to or if you don't want to that it
1: shouldn't be a problem i mean realistically it was essentially just more of the same relationship that i already had with them mm-hmm. with just a couple of extra steps attached <laughs> yeah. we still hung out and mm. were goofy people together yeah we still went Mm -hmm. out and ate it's just now also we sleep in the same bed Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. like a couple other expectations added on and thankfully because i was i've never been a person that was sex repulsed it was just kind of a thing that existed that i didn't really care about mm-hmm. like it was yeah. ne- it was just kind of like oh okay that's that's yeah definitely yeah suffice to say relationships never worked out mm-hmm. <laughs> between my mental issues with some of the mental health problems that I have my physical health issues, which kicked in when I was 19, chronic pain issues that are kind of genetic and run in my family, came running up on me and went, boo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then my underlying kind of quote unquote undiagnosed asexualness, it it never worked out. Yeah. Eventually mm-hmm. it was it just came to a point where it was so incredibly emotionally and mentally Draining for me to, I'm very much like a people pleaser. I'm very much the type of person that will put someone else's needs above my own. Mm -hmm. So being in a romantic-type relationship with someone else would basically be however many months or years of me being like hyper-focused on their needs and paying very little attention to my own. And after two or more years, it would just get to a point where it was so mentally and emotionally draining that I was just like, this cannot continue to go on. Mm -hmm. And I've I've had a couple of exes who were um, very definitely on the abusive spectrum, so that didn't help. Mm -hmm. It took one of my younger friends pointing out to me that at the time I, her dad was one of our old neighbors and she and I just kind of hit it off. I tend to get along very well with people younger than me because essentially my brain developmentally is still in that same like teens, early twenties headspace. So like 15 to 20 ish. I tend to get along with people in that age range very well Mm -hmm. because Mm. from their perspective, I don't act like a typical person my age. I act more like them. I tend to think more similarly to them. So they tend to latch on to me as that like, cool big sister type person which is fine by me (laughs) um at the time uh the person i was engaged to was away on like a business trip something for work Mm -hmm. and we were want to say we were playing minecraft online she pointed out to me that i seemed far happier than usual when he wasn't there or wasn't around. My mom happened to be in the room at the time and she made the same comment. So I kind of stopped and I thought about it for the rest of the time that he was away and it just kind of it came to my attention of oh yeah they're right. Literally every time I've been single I'm always far happier than I am anytime I'm in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I just I tend to be more at peace. I'm more the things that make me who I am and the things that I enjoy doing with my time tend to get left by the wayside anytime i've tried to have a relationship so when he got home we like split up on mutual terms because at that point we were basically like glorified roommates anyway Hmm. his mom had just lost a long battle with cancer and passed Mm -hmm. away Then my granddad got hit by an incredibly aggressive, incredibly fast moving cancer and had passed away himself. We had moved from the house I had lived in since I was eight years old into my grandmother's Mm -hmm. house because we didn't think it was fair to ask a 70 plus year old woman to learn how to live alone. It was just there was a a huge disconnect in the relationship where it was basically just like we didn't really talk or really hang out or anything. It was just like, oh, hey, hey, see you later. You know, (laughs) so we we mutually split up um, on good terms. Everything was fine there. And that same younger friend uh, some months earlier had come out to me as being gender fluid. And I had no idea what the hell that meant. She explained it to me, but, you know. 15, 16-year-old girl explanation of it, I was still a little bit like, Say what? <laughs> "So what? Mm-hmm. So I, I was looking into, I was like doing my own homework and research on what being gender fluid, non-binary, et cetera, et cetera was. Mm-hmm. And I found this website that was literally just like all the currently recognized sexualities and gender identities. And of course, asexual was on that list, and I'm reading it, and people, I've, I've seen people describe it as a light bulb moment. For me, it was not so much like a light bulb came on. It was like a crazed tap dancing vaudeville act just barged into my head with this huge like sandwich board sign, the, the type you wear that just said like, "Congratulations, you're asexual," and was just tap dancing through my head, singing at me. It was like oh i remember distinctly i think it's probably because of my age and just kind of my general personality and the life i've led where i stopped giving a crap what the world thought of me around like 15 by and large Mm. i fell face first into goth and i didn't really care anymore at that point what people thought of how i dressed and how i behaved yeah Mm -hmm. to a certain degree (laughs) i got up off of my bed I have my phone in my hand with what I've been reading. I walked into mm-hmm. the living room and I looked at my mother and I was like, it's come to my attention that I am asexual. <laughs> Mom looked up at me from her lunch. She went, oh, cool. And she went back to what she was doing. And that was my coming out. She knew what it was. Um, she, You didn't have to do any explaining. She came to me a couple hours later and she asked me to like she had the overall idea just from the name yeah we're both very literary people we both took latin classes and learned how like the etymology of words and whatnot so she kind of looked at me for a second and i could kind of see her like breaking the word down in her head and she was just like oh cool (laughs) if that's what Uh, makes you happy honey and she went back to her lunch she came to me like a couple hours later when we got done doing like yard work or something and she you know asked me like the finer points of it and I pulled up the little thing I'd been reading and went over it and of course it had demisexuality like as a bullet point under asexuality with a couple of others and when I was going over them she was like oh shit I think I fall into that too (laughs) huh so we both learned some new things that day so far the people that I like keep close to me and I surround myself with have been very accepting and supportive Uh I don't think my aunts down the road like a uh, no because it, it's never come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I know. I after I after a while got to the point where it's like, eh. If they don't like it, then do I want their friendship? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big thing. I'm. At this point in my life and with all the craptastic friends I've had over the course of my life, I've gotten to the point where I have like certain criteria where, you know, if you cross certain boundary lines and over like anything, I'm just like, yep, and I do not need you around. Goodbye. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's important
0: to have those limitations with yourself.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. Just, if you... Oh, yeah. People
0: around you are being jerks and just... Don't interact
1: with them. Yeah. I I don't think my Aunt Marion and my Aunt Kathy know officially. Aunt Kathy would not. Aunt Kathy is a gigantic pothead who is very much like, if it makes you happy, you do what you want to do. Like, very hippie from the 60s. Even though she was like seven years old at that point. (laughs) But that's kind of the mind frame she has. I think Marion is really the only person who would maybe frown on it, but she frowns on everything. She's just very annoyed cat face type person (laughs) Mm. all the crazy that i've experienced comes from online Mm -hmm. and from people that i met like for five minutes 10 plus years ago there was one lunatic from the goth club that i used to frequent who messaged me out of the blue basically asking me if i wanted to be like friends with benefits with him and i was like well no because when i'm 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 asexual i've also had that which i don't which which he took to mean i didn't want a relationship and proceeded to be like well we don't have to date or anything it would just be sex i was like no dude asexual means i don't want sex at all and if for some crazy reason i did they make sex toys for a reason (laughs) he also did other creepy things that we're not gonna get into here but yeah yeah i've i've had one
2: random guy just ask me if i wanted to like send nudes to each other mm-hmm. and i was like not particularly and he went oh are you a lesbian and i went uh, no oh. I'm, I'm an ace yeah <laughs> and then he decided to ask me if i masturbate which is like i just met you i don't no i'm not having this conversation that's with not you.
0: an appropriate question at all
1: also
2: i think he called me a bitch at some point i don't know with a weird oh. interaction first of
1: all first of all it's none of your goddamn business if i diddle myself that's between me and my vagina and secondly
2: yeah,
1: uh are you high
2: yeah i don't <laughs> i don't know what was happening there i didn't get it, it was he, odd he he was
1: wound up for some reason and he wanted to have a dirty conversation with someone and he wants to Mm -hmm. but yeah (laughs) But courtesy of like the internet and people who do not know me like hardly at all that's where I've gotten all the lovely typicals of you just haven't found the right person or you haven't found somebody who will do it right and I'm like
2: people in real life haven't been that bad no
1: but people say crazy crap over the internet because
2: my mother there, a
1: screen. cried There's for a...
2: three days and made me talk to my doctor about it, but oh, that wasn't oh. great. But she's gotten over that now. <sighs> and my doctor is wonderful and went, how is that a problem? That seems nice. <laughs>
0: oh, that's a great doctor. God, God bless your doctor.
2: I very much like him. Mm-hmm. He's also very thorough. If I need, like, if something's wrong, he doesn't ignore issues. Yeah. He's great. I love him.
1: <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that... You just haven't found someone who does it right, and it's like I have been in a number of relationships. Yeah, I've been with, I've been physically intimate with multiple people over the over my past, and a good half of those people were pretty skilled. It still doesn't impact it any. Sex is still okay. <laughs> yeah, and just because, just because. Like, they make it sound almost like if you find a person that you you can be physically intimate with who can like guarantee that you'll have an orgasm, somehow that will change the way your brain is wired to perceive the act itself. And it's like, no, it really doesn't. It's still kind of a meh, okay, whatever for me. <laughs> yeah, that was nice for the point fifteen seconds it went on, uh-huh. you know, mm. but uh, not to mention with my physical health problems, The brief pleasure the act provides is not worth the amount of physical pain and recovery I'm going to have to go through over the next few days. Mm -hmm. Overworking my body in that regard. So little bitty payoff for a lot of pain and suffering later. Mm -hmm. I'm good, thanks. My personal favorite was having a woman I have never met before in my life in the grocery store tell me. I have Snuff, my hand puppet dragon, that I take with me when I go out in public because he helps with my anxiety. He's basically like a buffer. Yeah. Talk to the dragon, I'll be over here, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She a lot of people make the assumption that I like do kids parties and such because I have a fucking puppet. I don't really understand the correlation, but whatever. <sighs> And I guess because of, I mean, I don't look my age, I constantly get mistaken for someone much younger, but I guess just, she kind of made the assumption that I had kids. She was like, oh, I bet your kids love Hmm. that. I'm like, I don't have children, don't plan on having any children. I mean, I have cats, but I don't want to have children. She kind of looked at me like I was from Mars for a second and was like, why not? And I explained to her, you know. I have a bunch of genetic health problems that cause me to live in constant pain that I am beyond. It is completely unfair to knowingly pass that on. Also, I'm aromantic and asexual. I don't want a partner. I don't have a drive to be physically intimate. Mm -hmm. This woman, who does not even know my name, proceeded to look at me and tell me that I would never have a fulfilling life without a partner and children. Uh, I beg to differ with you. I bet my life is a lot more fulfilling than yours because I'm free to pursue my wants and desires without having to juggle the needs of other people and make Mm -hmm. sure that I'm not decimating or negatively impacting their lives. Mm -hmm. I'm a free bitch. I can do what I want without (laughs) having to be like, hey, honey, do you mind if I do this? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I've gotten the internet strangers who are like, what are you, some kind of robot? (sighs) No. No.
0: We asked a story thing on our Instagram yeah. a while ago. Yeah. If you want to follow our Instagram, it's at Knights of Dope, and the handles will be in the description.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same self
0: plug mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. From Eve. Evie. She asked.
1: Oh, e- no, it is, is Eve. It
0: Evie. <laughs> no, Eve. I'm sorry. It's There's Eve. A lot of Eve. E's. E's. Eve. Underscore zero zero zero. She asked. Ever got the feeling of uncertainty about your aceness? even if you're sure that you are yeah Um, yeah we we addressed that one
2: yeah Yeah, we've talked about that one a bit
1: definitely i never have i've never had that but i think that's also probably partly due to the fact that i kind of operated under the assumption for the majority of my life that i was allosexual and heterosexual and i attempted to make that work and i'm at a point in my life now where it's just kind of like oh no that that's not a thing (laughs) like so I've never had that uncertainty of, oh, am I sure I'm right here? I'm like, no, I have the life experience to know that, in fact, that is absolutely what's going on because I've tried the other and it did not work.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, for me, like, I get having uncertainty. Because it's I can you identify absolutely. through not feeling something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not feeling, but you don't know what it feels like. Yeah, so you don't know yeah. that you're yeah. not feeling it because you don't it's know what whole, it feels like.
2: Do you know the um, comic of looking for frogs in a pond, and there could be frogs?
1: Oh, it's like yeah. And you,
2: it's a wonderful thing, and it's great. I have not
1: seen that. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I vaguely know what you're talking of. I can definitely understand other aces who don't have the same kind of background that some of the older aces uh-huh. that have attempted mm-hmm. to live an allosexual life are like, sometimes I'm not actually sure if I am ace, maybe I just haven't found the right person. You know, they're very uncertain about it, particularly yeah. when you're young yeah. and you've not mm-hmm. had the same experiences yeah. that like someone like me has had. So I can absolutely understand where you guys are coming from with that.
2: When you get when you're yeah. fifteen when you figure it out and you see all this, yeah. you're just the late bloomer comments. That's not great.
0: Yeah. I know I get that entirely as well because I also I'm, like I said I feel in high like... school. Could be a late bloomer. I don't know. But I feel Ace right now. It, label fits me now.
2: I also feel like there's the whole thing of there's a certain amount of attitude of if you say you're ace you're not allowed to later realize you're not. Yeah,
1: which is absolutely untrue. It's mm. not
2: true. You're allowed to that's uh, being in the community and then realizing maybe maybe you're gray or something and not fully ace or maybe you're
0: Particularly. me.
2: That me. Maybe you were a late bloomer which I don't think is really much of a thing
1: no I don't think so it's
2: perfectly fine to change what you define yourself as change your labels yeah yeah it's, it's you, it's, word. it's what feels most comfortable at the time. If it makes you happy, yeah. then it's fine to take the label. Like especially
1: when yeah. you're young and you know your brain isn't fully locked into what it's going to be. It's still developing. You're still discovering yeah, yeah, things yeah. about yourself. Yeah. If you change, open if you to change. If you never change your labels, change. great, good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you change mm-hmm. it 200 times, It doesn't really matter as long as you get to the right answer in the end and you find an answer that makes sense to you and is like, oh, yes, this is how I am. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. It helps you live your life effectively and Mm -hmm. happily.
0: Don't shame people for wanting to if they change. Yeah, no. If they come out to you and you you go, no, but you change your mind in the future and it's all condescending and stuff. Because change is growth. And growth is good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So
0: if you're shaming someone for changing, then
1: people learn new things about themselves every day. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. people yeah. who are very comfortable with the labels they place on their gender identity and their sexual orientation, they still learn new things about themselves constantly. Yeah. Yes. It's just that maybe there's not a highly controversial label <laughs> that's applied to it. Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. We have a few more questions to get through. Vienna asks, have you guys ever felt that you're faking your sexuality for attention? I know I have. No. Um, kind of ties in with the previous question. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have not. I think, and I've seen this being said on the internet as well, if you think that you're faking for attention, you're probably not. Right? Because the people who are faking for attention know that they're faking for attention.
2: I've I've had those thoughts of like, but like... What if I'm just trying to make myself special like what if I don't know why my brain's just mean to me It's not true in any way. Self-doubt. Yeah, my brain's just a a... Mm
1: Self-doubt is a horrible little goblin and she like she she's also she's also a whore. She likes to pass herself around to every human on the planet (sighs) She attacks various parts of every there's literally if you find a person on the planet who hasn't had a visit from self-doubt and her nasty little goblin miss, chances are they're probably (laughs) a horrifying narcissist and you should run away from them as fast as you fucking can. Yeah,
0: yeah, well said.
1: Any normal, quote-unquote, normal, healthy, well-adjusted person has at some point in their life on probably a multitude of subjects had self-doubt come shimmying in in her fun little party dress and go, and dig around in their brain and fuck up their day.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. One more question from a person who would like to stay anonymous. What is the most flamboyant and dramatic way you could think <laughs> of to come out? Oh gosh, I don't have um, input because I am not out to most people.
1: So. I have I the most flamboyant and dramatic way I could think of to come out. Not how I did it. Yeah. Um, you could <laughs> you could legitimately go hide in a closet with like twenty pounds of glitter, black glitter. <laughs> black glitter, purple glitter, Mm. gray silver glitter, some spangly white glitter, and just like put it all into a huge effing bag Oh. and like text your family, text the people you want to come out to and whatnot and kind of get them to gather near the closet and once you're aware that they're all there, kick the door open, come sliding out like dirty, I don't know. What the hell was the name of that movie with Tom Cruise where he went like sliding across the living room floor in his sock? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't. I can't think of it right now. But you know, just come sliding out of the closet in your socks and just empty the entire bag of glitter into the air and just be like, I'm asexual! And just shower them in 20 pounds of technicolor glitter.
2: See, you've gone more extreme than I was thinking. I was just thinking bake a nice cake that's the rainbow flag. (laughs) It's not super flamboyant, but I feel like it's more of a reasonable level of flamboyant. Like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, put on like a drag drag queen level show where you like you get all done up and like have a little dance number and yeah
2: the glitter may cause issues for you in the future
1: but oh yeah it's the herpes of the craft world it's (laughs) gonna take you 400 years to clean it up but it is definitely flamboyant and dramatic this is true oh yeah yeah that's true <laughs> but use
2: if Personally, you're gonna do that i would su- use that much glitter try go for some biodegradable glitter don't do tiny pieces yeah of i Boston. definitely yeah.
1: don't i definitely don't suggest taking my advice and doing that no <laughs> but,
2: but if it's you're going to, going to do question, anything yeah. with a lot it's of glitter answers. that you're going to throw around Use biodegradable glitter.
1: And yeah, and As a fun. matter of fact, I I would actually probably suggest that you get like paper confetti. In the yeah, approaches. that's probably smarter. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. It won't stick to everything. It, it's not the herpes of the craft world. It small... won't take you four thousand years of finding yeah. it somehow still attached to everything in your life. You won't leave your house <laughs> glittery every day. Looking at the bottom of a new pair of shoes you got 15 years after the glitter event going, what the fuck, how did the glitter get on these? <laughs> on
2: yeah, exactly. Alright, shall we say goodbye?
0: Yep. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're very awkward people.
0: Um, yeah. We'll see you guys in the next one.
2: Um, feel free to email us at suggestions for episodes, mm-hmm. questions, anything like
1: that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, otherwise, be good or be good at it. <laughs>
2: A casual exchange was created by the Knights of Nope, hosted by Allie, produced and edited by Dana. Special thanks to our guests, Dana and Kitty. All music used can be found in the description.